Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. I welcome my guest, Marsha Ramsland. She is the leading online organization coach for business and life success and the best-selling author of the Simplify Your Life book series with over 100,000 copies sold. Marsha is the real deal. She is nationally recognized and has appeared in Women's Day, Real Simple Magazines, Martha Stewart Radio, if that doesn't say something right there, she knows her organization, (laughs) and the Wall Street Journal. And she's a sought-after organizing coach, online trainer, and international speaker. So please join me in welcoming Marsha. All right. Welcome, Marsha. So good to have you. It's so great to be here, Christy, and I'm so excited to talk to the audience today. We are going to get people organized with tips that they can do right away. I love it. It's like one of those things that we tend to only think about once a year when it's New Year's. You know, how how can I be more organized, right, when we're setting our resolutions? But gosh, you know, being organized is something that can serve you all the year round and make your life so much easier. Um, so go ahead. It's amazing that at the uh, top of the year, the top two goals are to lose weight and to get organized. And did you know, I have been doing this for over three decades. And when people get organized, they start to lose weight. And it's like, what? What's the connection there? Well, it's when you clear up your space and you get your habits in order, then you kind of look at yourself and go, wow, I could make some changes here. I know how to make life changes now. And so put organizing first and then you will lose weight. I promise you. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I've never realized that, but that's really good. I love that. So um, tell everybody how you got started and what you're doing and, and a little bit about what you do. I never thought I'd be doing this, but I remember the day exactly when my life changed. I was standing in my kitchen I had three children of my own, six, four, and a baby. And I was looking around the kitchen. My husband was going to be home in 10 minutes. My kindergartner was slowly emptying the dishwasher to help me. And then my four-year-old was coloring off the page onto the countertop. I go, oh, no, another mess. My six-month-old was crawling at my feet. I'm like, when will he sleep through the night? And so in my intelligent way, I stirred the spaghetti sauce faster and faster as if that was going to help clean the kitchen. As I saw laundry piles, mail piles, everything in all the days before had just been frustrating. I said, someone's got to get organized. And my kids froze and they looked at me and I said, by the ages of everyone in this room, I guess it would be me. And so at that point, I started to read everything written on organizing and no offense, it was written for left brain men who sat at a desk and said, all you have to do, make a list, stick with the top item, check it off and go to the next one. I thought, if we could find the list as women, we can even do it. Our lives have changed so much. There's not enough paper to write a list. And so that began my quest to get organized. And I read, but 
that didn't really help. Back in that day, that word wasn't even there. And so um, organizing came after 1985. You know, before that, people didn't have a lot of stuff. They didn't have a lot of things going on. That's why people's, their moms say, oh, why are you so busy? Why can't you get things done? And it's because our generations have changed. So um, first I conquered cleaning up the kitchen at night. It used to take me from six o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, my life is worth more than cleaning up the kitchen. I got it down to 30 minutes. It's down to 10 minutes now. I teach all my people and they go, oh, I have a whole evening free now. And from there it went to laundry, from there it went to paperwork. And then I started speaking and people started to call me and say, could you come to our business? Could you do this? So I've done First National Bank. I've done the US Navy. I've done all kinds of businesses. And they are just principles that if you learn them and you learn how to make life changes, you can do this. So remember, organizing is never the goal. It's a tool to live your life better. You know what? And what I learned from what you just said too, if the military needs organizing, so do you. Because <laughs> you kind of think the military is pretty organized, right? <laughs> pretty interesting. Well, that's great. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about your three M's. I love this. Let's let's dive into that. Okay. I, I love to give people, whether in my classes or my coaching, the three M's. What I provide is the motivation and then I provide the momentum and then mastery. And when they've gotten to mastery, and that doesn't sound like perfection, it is not perfection. It's just they can function on their own in the new way. Because we're all in habits. We keep going the same way. So the first step is mo motivation. It could either be company coming, your mother-in-law's coming, you go, I got to clean up the house, or it could be someone is coming to buy your business or a potential client to your office, and you go, I've got to clean this up. You know, there, that is a motivation, a deadline. The other motivation could be just internal. I had one client who said, you know, I just can't stand it anymore. I need to invest in myself. And I thought that was so good. She had been a teacher for 22 years and she just wasn't balancing her, her work and her personal life. And we did time management and she's like, I felt important enough to invest in my own development. So that was the motivation. Can you think of any other motivations? I think uh, yeah, that's a good list right there. Yeah. Those are the good ones. Then the momentum. Um, what I love to do in my classes that are online and people send me pictures. We have private Facebook groups and whatever the topic of the week, they send pictures. This is my office. This is my paperwork. This is my closet. And then I coach them through it. And they have to come back the next week with an after. So with that momentum of, okay, I'm accountable. The group's waiting for my after picture. I have to do this. It just gets going. The momentum gets going. And then you get beyond that and say, well, that's so good. My space is in order. But what about my life? How can I get more business? How can I get the bottom line going? How can I even find a job? How can I just spend my time better because now I have free time. So I love to do motivation, momentum, and mastery. And uh, people know I did it. You know, I made these changes. 
you know what the fun thing is, Christy? Then spouses get on board because they see you're changing and they get on board and they're like, oh, maybe I could clean up my sock drawer. I mean, something little, but it's like, that's huge for a spouse at times. Totally. They start getting organized and then the couple relationship improves, the family relationship. Singles find that they're more attractive, they're more outgoing, and all around it helps personal relationships in a great way. Yeah. And if you're a business owner too, confidence is everything. So if you feel more empowered at home because you've taken control of a situation, you've been able to organize, you're going to be so much more powerful as well when you're you're in the office, when you're talking to clients. Yes, very much so. So I usually work on two tracks. One is either the personal development track where they're changing how they live and how their home is and their home office, their computer. <clears throat> the other track is the business track. And that's for an entrepreneur, someone working in business. And they feel like, okay, I know I could do better. How can I do better? So um, it used to be in the day people would, as consultants would say, I could come and follow you for 16 hours today and I'll tell you where you're losing time. Well, I don't do that because I have a time tracker and I was interviewed at Women's Day magazine and I had the, I said, this is really tough if you want a time makeover. Uh, and they said, we can do it. So the writer did a time tracker, 168 hour chart for a whole week and said, and I said, what are you not getting done? Make a list as well. She said, my schedule is airtight. No problem. I'm going to pass this with flying colors. Well, the article is really hysterical. She said, I lost the time tracker again. I paid $94 in late fees um, and didn't have dinner on the table. And my, I was late for a deadline for work. And so she said, okay, tell me what to do. So we did that. And at the end, I said, ask your editor if we can put a blank time tracker on the uh, article in Women's Day magazine, and then people could download it. Well, it was a two-page wonderful article, but it was on page 140. I mean, whoever gets to that page, do you know people did? And we had 1,500 downloads. And what that tells me is women want time. You know, we're all out of it. And so that makes such a big difference. When you can manage your time well, and it's not just, oh, I planned this, this, and this, and I got 30 things done today. No, that's not managing time well. It's when you have a pace over your week. You feel like, okay, I know what I do on Mondays, Tuesday, and Wednesday in my business. I know financial day, and I know when I'm getting things done. So managing time is one of those first keys. And when women can do that, it's amazing what can happen. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, women, especially they juggle so many hats and that's not to take away from men, but you know, they're they're if they're running a business and they're taking care of kids and you know, it's a lot. So I do hope that we can get that time tracker in our show notes. Okay. So yeah, that would be a really great thing to, to give people. Um, well, awesome. So, okay. Let's say, I mean, Let's say I want to get started getting organized. Where do I even begin? Okay. All right. Um, 
I have a, a specific a seven step program uh, called Fresh Start and it gives people a fresh start. And I like to start with your home because that is where you live. And it's amazing how many business people can look so polished and look great at work. And when you get on online, you look great, but nobody sees what your bedroom's like, what your closet's like. And, you know, Lord forbid you had to look in the garage or something like that. But when you get your space organized, there's something about breathing room in your, you just breathe and your mental clutter goes away and you wake up and instead of looking at a cluttered bedroom, you feel like, oh, I can do this. You open your closet and you just have things you love to wear every day and the rest is all cleared out. So where do you start? Um, I know Marie Kondo starts with clothes and actually I started the year she was born. So I've been at this a little bit. The systems are a little more refined. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Marie. One up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, she starts with clothes and I find that's a little bit, um, emotionally connected and hard to do. I start with the kitchen. Because seriously, if you have a crock pot or anything old appliance, you're like, no, I don't need this anymore. It's not hard to get rid of it. And so when you go through your drawers, that's where I would start you, go through all the dishes and get rid of all the odd chip things, all the little plastic stuff if your kids have grown up and just get simple, nice things, you know, and you go through every what? Go through the refrigerator top to bottom and say, oh, I don't even eat this anymore. Let's get rid of it. Go through the pantry. When you go from left to right through all your drawers, you clean off the countertops, just the back one third has things on it that you like and use. And then the cabinets you open, nothing falls out. It's just beautiful things. You can make it look like Pinterest and it looks great. Then you feel like, that wasn't so hard and it didn't cost you emotionally. But then the next step is to go to your closet and look at every item that's hanging. First, the hanging clothes, second, the floor and third, the shelves and do a little bit each day, like 10 minutes. You go, OK, well, I'm getting dressed in the morning. Let's put all the white blouses together, short sleeve to long sleeve. Done. Ooh, I have you know, five turtlenecks and I don't even wear them. Put them in a donation bag right in the closet. Then you go through the blouses and you say, oh, that was what I used to do at work. That's what I used to do when I did work. You know, whatever your stage of life, your closet should reflect it now. And then you go through the floor. And boy, when you pull all that stuff out and go through it, vacuum it, wash it, whatever your floor is made out of, you find a lot of clutter, bags and all kinds of things, shopping, Christmas gifts, take them out. And you may not know, but the average person in America has 13 pair of shoes and in the world it's one pair. So like my one friend went through her shoes and she said, I gave away 22 pairs of shoes that hurt. And I, <laughs> what size are you? But I never asked my clients that. So I <laughs> And then after you do that, your first your kitchen, second your closet, then you do your bedroom, the nightstand, everything you look at when you wake up. It should be things that you wake up and you see this great picture on the wall. When you wake up in the morning, you feel like, 
I can do this. There's a landscape, an ocean. I even have this picture behind me here. So my clients will feel relaxed when they talk to me. And then after that, you go to common areas of the house. So you're going to go to the family room and say, all right, whose stuff is this? It goes to their room. We do not live like this. The coffee table's got to be clean. The couch has got to be clean and the floor for sure. So if you have people imposing on your space, you want to say, this is a common area. You may not keep your things here. And, and that way it gets put away to their room. And if they want to keep it, they can. So that probably takes people about a week on each one. Kitchen, closet, bedroom, common area like the family room, and then certainly open the front door, open the garage door, and whatever you see when you walk in your house, that line of sight, that's what you cleared next. And pretty soon you'll feel like, ah, this is getting to look like a model home. I kind of like this. This is a good space. And then from there, we move up to paperwork because that's a harder level. Um, but if you can throw out a crock pot of, or donate it of 14 inches, then you can go to 14 inches of paper after that. That's a different step. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know, especially entrepreneurs have a lot of papers. So do you have any quick tips that we could, that we could use with, with paper? Yes, yes. Of course well, you do. <laughs> my, my tip is look around in entrepreneur, home office, whatever it is, or just your laptop on the kitchen table or dining room table. Look around right now, get post-it notes and put a number on it. So you put it on the oldest pile first. That's number one, the oldest pile. Then the second oldest pile, then the third oldest pile and number them all the way up. I've done offices where we've had 13 piles to go through, seriously. And others, it can be two piles, but people might be feeling like they're not paying their bills. They're not sending out invoices. They're not getting medical insurance done, all kinds of things. So the number of piles doesn't matter. It's what's in them. So once you number those, take the oldest one, we call that number one, bring it to your clear desk, clear everything off the desk and put it on one side, turn it upside down and stand there and go, do I need this really? And you're going to drop it right in a recycle bin or have a separate box for shred. And then what you do is you get a rhythm and you get a rhythm and pretty soon you're like, oh, this is just old stuff and you just it goes fast and you start with the old things because that way you get a rhythm and you go why am I keeping all these receipts they have nothing they're from the grocery store in my office I don't need them and so uh, you become more discerning and then by the time you get to the current work you're able to make a to-do list with an a b c category a is I got to do this right away B is, yeah, I should do that. And then the C category is, yeah, sometime I really should follow up with these people. And that would be your C category. So if people do that, they get through it. And what it does when you go through your office and paperwork, a big purge, you go, never again. You know, I'm not going to keep this. I'm going to create files. I'm going to think about three ring notebooks. And everything's going to have a place just like my shoes in my closet. 
I love it. That's so amazing. Yeah. Paper can be really overwhelming, <laughs> very overwhelming. So those are great tips. Um, okay. So the seven steps, so let's continue down the path. Like let's, and, and I don't know if we'll get to all seven, but let's, what's the next one. Okay. So um, the first three are in your home. That is, as we mentioned, that's your kitchen. The second one is your bedroom and your closet. The third one is a family heirs. The fourth area is your mail and incoming papers every day. And I have a five file folder system that clears up the mail pile. The mail pile makes you feel guilty. You walk in the kitchen and it talks to you. It says, you're guilty, you're behind. And you're like, no, I'm not. Why am I talking to a paper pile in my subconscious? And then company comes and, oh, you just feel like, ah. Some of my clients stash it in a bag and I found bags and pantries of paperwork and I'm like, please put the year on it at least or the month and then we'll be able to do it. So um, paper, incoming paper, you need one spot for it. And uh, this five file folder system I recommend is that you get a portable file. I have a picture on my website. You just go to the blogs and the whole article and the five file folders are there. The first one is uh, events. Um, you can label it calendar instead of events, calendar items. And that's a file folder. It will sit there. And instead of putting things in a magnet on your refrigerator, you put it in events and you've marked it on your digital phone, what the event is. But if it's a concert, you want to pull out directions, you go, I didn't type the address on my phone, what is that? And you do it and it's right there when you need it. The second one is to do. And this takes care of a lot of papers that sit out on a countertop or a desk, but you can't put it in the to-do file unless you write it on a list, a paper list that sits right on the counter, okay? So it won't get lost uh, in a file because you've written it on that master list of A, B, C categories. You can title it master list, put the date. You'll probably have more things on there the first day than you can do in the first day, but over three days, you're gonna get it done. And then the third one is um, you're going to put to pay. So instead of writing bills, some you know we still get bills to pay, even the newspaper, guy will give you an invoice, you know, and you have to, oh yeah, I should pay him. Why didn't he do this online? Well, they, they don't do that. So you want to have a one for bills, but mark it to pay. So it's forward action. If you market bills, then you'll put ones you paid in there and then they'll get all confused. Newest one goes in the front. The fourth one is holding. So it's like, I might get rid of this, but I might want to see it. So just put it in there. And every Friday you go through it and you go, yeah, I don't think I'll do this. Or you go, yes, I want to do that. You will just know it's in there instead of on your refrigerator, nothing on the refrigerator, please. And then it could be in the holding file. The last one is your name. So type your name on that file folder and then it will you can put in there a thank you note, you can put a picture, you can put all kinds of odd things that have meaning to you and you put them there. And then you can add a file folder for each person in your family after that. But you have to be the one to make sure that the people go through it with you, like 
kids you have to go through every night. Spouse, you probably want to make sure on Saturday and Sunday you go through it. Now, when I say this portable file, it's something that matches your kitchen. So for instance, I stood in Office Depot, I counted 24 different kinds. You can get wrought iron, you can get silver mesh, you can get wood, you can get white, you can get lucite. And then you go online and you get colored file folders. You can get the solid color or you can get decorative ones. And you've just had a decorating statement by this portable file. Now, people say, well, that won't hold all my papers. It's like, no, this is only for everyday paperwork. And then everything else goes where you file, um, which most households need two file drawers, the deep 25 inch file drawers to hold what they need of car insurance, household, all of those items. So you get that system going, that portable file is probably in your kitchen and just keeps you going for the daily mail and then things that are longer term go out as to the other areas or right into recycle. So that is week four of the steps, the seven step session. And then week five would be your desk and going through your office and your desk. I love that. Do you have a question on that? Or No, I, could- I love it. Keep going. You're on a roll. So this is great. <laughs> I mean, taking notes here. <laughs> okay. So uh, desk area, it's really interesting. Um, Usually people have too much that's visually surrounding them as they look. Like you and I are looking at something right now. And in front of me, I have a bulletin board with, um, it's not a bulletin board, it's a whiteboard uh, with a planning board. And then off to the side, I have a 12-month calendar with the launches that I will do for my classes and coaching. Someone else uh, may have pictures of their kids and their grandkids and their dog, you know, (laughs) whatever. But you want to have it neat and uncluttered in front of you because whatever you keep seeing, you will keep uh, focusing on making that happen. Then if you have a desk, you want supplies, and basically you need seven pens for two years, get rid of the rest of the drawer clutter. Um, Then whatever you use, you want to think of a bullseye, okay? So think of your chair as a bullseye. Everything you need daily, you can reach with a sweep of your arm, okay? You don't have to reach any more beyond that, whether it's a stapler, whether it's stamps, whether it's letter envelopes, those kinds of things, calculator. And then everything you use once a week, you would reach for. So you kind of get up and reach for it. And everything you use once a month, you have to get up and walk to a closet or across the room for in your home office or your office. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I, I can identify a few objects already that I can get rid of on my desk and move it somewhere else. That's great. Okay. Good. And then in the drawers that come in a desk, people make one mistake, and that's to think that is just reference. And it's like, no, that is your current work. Because when you work in a home office, you're going to, or an office, your to-dos are not the items on your desk. The to-dos you have on your computer, you have it or you have it in a paper planner and you have prioritized the three to five things you need to do today. 
and you accomplish those as soon as you can in the morning because the rest of the day is interruptions and people texting, asking, all kinds of things. So you want to guard the, per the personal power hour. That is the first hour of the day that you're at your desk. So for instance, um, as I train clients and business people to do this, uh, my own situation, I'll get up at 6 or 6.30. I'll have like 45 minutes of quiet and I can put the dishes that were drying in the sink last night away, get a cup of hot coffee. And, you know, I personally read my Bible and I meditate and I plan the day. I get out my planner. I plan the day. And then come seven o'clock to nine o'clock, that is when I produce. I mean, that's when I'm writing blogs, I'm writing classes, I'm planning for clients. And then at nine o'clock, I'll have breakfast. And by 9.30 or 10, then I see people. So if a doctor's appointment, they say, oh, we can see you at eight o'clock. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm committed. Anytime after 10 works. <laughs> so know at your desk, it's not just about the workspace and setting it up to be productive but how you manage your time. And if you can just block out, put it on your calendar, you're not available for the first hour. That's when you get your momentum, get to bed the night before on time so you can get up and you just get that done and knocked out and you feel like today's gonna be a good day. I got the hard stuff done first. So that's week five is setting up the space and setting up what your planning system is and believe it or not, Christy, and people, the pendulum has swung. And before it was, everybody had post-it notes everywhere. You go, oh, that's so old now. Now everybody's trying to do it on their phone. And they're like, yeah, but I'm still trying to remember too much and I'm not getting it done. Pendulum swung back that people are using a combination of their phone and a paper planner. Because that way you can plan each day and you, that's vertical, morning till night. And horizontal is uh, Monday through Sunday. Uh, so you're really Monday through Friday, you wanna get your work done, whether you work at home or whether you work work out of the home. And then Saturday, Sunday, no laundry, no errands. You just enjoy your family and get away from the computer and do a home project that'll make your life easier. Clean out your closet and say, Okay, it's done by Saturday noon. What shall I do the rest of the day? And then you have a good day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely tell the difference like right after I I clean a closet or something like that, you know, it it makes a huge difference. And did you know when you clean your closet, if you say 5 minutes in the morning dressing and clean up at night, hang everything up 5 minutes there, you can get ready for bed five minutes faster because your closet's organized. That's 10 minutes you save a day. That is 60 hours a year of extra sleep. I love it. Couldn't we all use more sleep? 60 hours? <laughs> what the? <laughs> That's amazing. It really adds up, right? Yeah, you get that. And people are amazed. You know, they're like, why oh, do I have to clean my closet? Nobody sees that. I say, you're going to get five extra hours of sleep a month and you will be uh, get 60 a year, you're gonna look younger, your skin's gonna look better. And people come back and say, I had no idea. I packed for a trip, 
it was like a fraction of the time because my closet was organized. I got rid of clothes I don't wear. I got rid of shoes I don't wear. And the Christmas gifts that were stuffed in the closet were no longer there. So um, I have a saying, and my motto is, the faster the pace of your life, the more organized you need to be. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just about, should I make my bed today? It's like, of course, every day, the rest of your life, make your bed and make your day because it only takes a minute and a half. You come back, it's ready. And uh, you feel like it's a hotel because it's all made and ready for you at night. I love that. That's a writer downer. Can you please repeat that? (laughs) The faster the pace of your life, the more organized you need to be and make your bed and make your day. It just, I love it. it. It's so good. Thank you. All right. What else do we have? Okay. So then we get to week six in my seven level system in the fresh start class. We do that fresh start class, either one-on-one or when I offer it usually three different times a year. And then you're with a group of people and they're seeing your stuff. So some (laughs) people like to do the one-on-one so nobody else will see their (laughs) So week six, we go into your project. What is it you would die if anybody opened your garage, your basement? What is it that's holding you back that you go, yeah, I should do that, but uh, I don't have the time. So then uh, in that week, you learn how to break down bigger projects. So if it's, and I'll just pick the garage because usually people are like, nobody sees that. Why do that? Well, your neighbors are seeing it every day (laughs) and they're making a judgment about you. So I have a system, let's say the garage. It's similar for the basement. And um, there are four walls. And believe it or not, in a garage, you think, oh, there are only three. No, nope. the floor is floor is number one. So you're going to clear the floor to the side. Then the focal point wall in the garage is straight ahead. And that's where you want to get rid of the clutter, make it look better, and say, do we really need that old refrigerator? Why are the recycle bins not by the door where we walk out? Why are they way out? I have to walk out practically out of the garage. And then on each side of the garage, I call it uh, the guy wall and the gal wall. And if you're single, you still need a guy wall. The guy wall is the tools, the yard work, all the stuff that has to do with outside the house or fixing the house. The gal wall is everything inside the house. So that could be Christmas decorations. It could be, you know, extra suitcases, whatever it is. And when you divide your system up like that, it's easy to do. Same thing in a basement. You're going to, when you walk down the stairs, you're going to say, what do you see first? Well, that's what you go through. What is hiding over there? You go there. And if you know, fingers are pointing. I often organize couples. Fingers are pointing. Well, if he did this, well, she needs to do this back and forth. So we just divide the stuff in the basement, her stuff, his stuff. And then um, another project might be going through files. Okay. So maybe it's like I got a four drawer file cabinet. Who knows when that stuff was put there? I should clean it out. I also find that people move into office spaces from other people have worked there and then they just move in on top of that, that desk and that mm-hmm. filing system. 
And then when they're the second or third person, they just keep starting a new filing system. And they're getting up and walking further away to their files because the, the old person, so to speak, the prior person stuff is sitting right in the desk. So we take the time to move that out and to move their stuff in and say, what papers do you accumulate the most? What do we need to do? And let's decide whether file folders or whether a three ring notebook would work. Usually file folders are faster because you don't have to take the time to punch the holes and open up a binder and put it in. But things you reference, you could do in a three drawer file, a three ring notebook. So that is week six, personal choice, what's holding you back. Once you get through that, you feel like, wow, I climbed my Mount Everest. <laughs> I can do this. What's next? <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You can do anything when you can face that project you've been fearing, right? <laughs> then in week seven, I, I really felt when I wrote my book, Simplify Your Life, Get Organized and Stay That Way. And and then the sequels, Simplify Your Time is a 30-day time makeover. Simplify Your Space is room by room through your house. And the three uh, have sold over 100,000 copies. So um, that was pretty impressive. I, yeah, I'd say so. I, I never thought from organizing my kitchen with my three little kids, you know, three decades ago, it would go that way. But Women's Day has picked up all my tips, Real Simple Magazine. And when I was on Martha Stewart Radio, they called me Martha. I'm like, oh, I'm so honored. The and Martha Stewart show called you a Martha Stewart of organizing? Yes. So, <laughs> that's so, amazing. <laughs> Marcia it is, but if you call me Martha, that's okay. I'll answer. And then the Wall Street Journal. So, um, it just, it's been a joy to be able to help people. And I love to do it because I know the pain and I know the process of, because I worked through it myself. Um, I wouldn't say I was totally disorganized, but I was disorganized enough. I had to create systems. And now I know from all the clients I've done uh, and audiences, uh, it's just a process. And I have a gift that uh, strength finders actually coached me and they said, you have a gift that other people don't have. You have the gift of a natural gift of strategy and focus. And those cannot necessarily be learned, but I can teach other people strategies on their things and then they carry them on in their life. And so um, it's, it's, I feel honored. I do. And That's awesome. Did you know? That's so interesting. You said that that's my top two strengths from strengths finder as well. Okay. And it is rare. It really is rare. And the, what I learned from strengths finder too, is focus is a magnifier of any of your other top five. And the other one that's like that is maximizer. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's a magnifier of other gifts. So that's so interesting. Maybe I'm the Martha of marketing. Maybe I'll just own that. <laughs> no, I'm the Christie. <laughs> so uh, anyway, what's your seventh one? Okay, the seventh one is how do you handle transitions and what you put together when everything falls apart? So let's say, you know, a client leaves, you have to move across country, you get sick and go in the hospital or somebody else does and you become a caregiver, you move to a new house. Those transitions are something that's very important to know how to handle. Otherwise you'll feel 
um, because you've gotten organized, you feel like everything should be in its place and you get a little cranky when other people mess up your system. No, we don't do that. I, I teach perfectionists to recover and go back to 85% perfect and just back down from that goal. That's so important because perfect is just unattainable, right? I mean, you can, you can be perfect in the sense that you're whole and you're complete, but Mm -hmm. perfection is unhealthy. Yeah. It is. I always say we're looking for progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. You're striving for perfection in one area and something else is down at 20%. Stop, bring everything up to um, equal levels so that you're, you're doing well. And in a, business or a couple relationship, I always say rise to the level of the most organized person. Don't pull them down, ask them how they do it and learn how to do it and learn from them because on top of the organizing mountain, it's easy. You get a clear view of life, you have free time, so it's good. So anyway, getting back to the seventh week on transitions. In transitions, we let's say we're moving, um, and you you go, okay, I used to live in this house, I'm moving to a new house, and I was in this office, I'm moving to a new office. I'll leave on Friday, I'll start on Monday. It's not that simple. It has to be, um, there's an in-between time there. So like when people start with a new planner, they say, well, I bought it last week, it's just not working. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. the software, a paper planner, it Mm -hmm. takes a month or two months to really get in gear and use it. So that's, um, there are three parts to transitions. The beginning where you know, I am transitioning. The second part is the part we forget about, that's the middle. And sometimes it's a little messy and you have to give yourself time whatever it is, um, new software, that would be about a month. Uh, then we want it like Monday, two days from now or something. Mm-hmm. I bought it, it should work, it doesn't work. It's, you know, it's not Amazon. Um, you have to give yourself time to learn something new. You have to give yourself time to settle in a new house. And then from there, the third part is the end of the transition and the beginning of the new chapter. So. The messy middle can take anywhere from a month, maybe it's a loss, maybe it's a divorce, maybe whatever it is, it could take two years, and then you're ready to move forward, but it just goes, um, you just have to know it'll take time. Now, that made me smile because I'm thinking of a client who uh, wanted to host a Christmas party and there was a leak on her kitchen floor. and you, it's basically a remodel when your water leaks on your kitchen floor. And before a holiday, it's like, no, you, you just can't host the Christmas party with 75 people or however many. So she was just all frustrated. And I said, you don't have to keep up what you did before. You're just setting aside what you needed to do. Find somebody else that can host it and you can run the show and help her. But remodels take time. That would be a transition. Um, and the other things that I mentioned. So now uh, it just takes time. And when you come out of the transition, you will be a different person. 
because you've learned how to deal with contractors, you've learned how to deal with caregivers, you've learned software, whatever the transition is, and you're gonna be on a higher plane, your business will be better, your home will be better, and uh, you will be a stronger, different person, and you will feel better about yourself. So those are the seven steps, the seven weeks to a new organized you and fresh start, and it is, life-changing. We've had actually, uh, let me just think here, we've had 60 groups, they actually did it in church groups where they showed my video, the half-hour video. Now I've re-recorded them, so you, you do get them when you see the course. You get to see all seven steps in my house, so people like, ooh, let's see that, you know. <laughs> then the um, so 60 groups have done it in 22 states. A thousand women have been through the program. That's amazing. That's great. Well, you know, I want, I want to know, like, what's your funniest story or, or most embarrassing story or, or interesting story about a client? Can you think of like, like maybe a biggest success story? Okay. All right. Um, let's see. What about that divorced man? When I, when I get up on stage and yeah which I used to do 57 hours a year. Yeah. Um, that's a lot in a year. Yeah. I intentionally forgot people's names. So, because I never wanted to get on stage and said, oh, this, oh, I, you know, because the audience might know them. So I will just do it for one client. One client um, that I'm working with now, she was, she, she said, I need to get my house organized. And I'm like, okay, send me pictures. And I said, what did you do? You've raised your four kids now and they are getting married. What did you do while you were raising the kids? She said, I homeschooled them and I was a Talbot's associate. So she worked at Talbot's, the store. So you're like, okay, she's, she's got a sense of style, probably in a organized lifestyle and look good and so she sent me pictures of her home and I'm like looks good to me she said oh no you haven't seen the cabinets and drawers and I will never show you my basement and I'm like I've seen everything it's okay go ahead so we started in the kitchen and we saw drawers that um that things were messed up in it I always say it politely they weren't junk drawers but they were you know, things were mixed up in them, but they were sort of like junk drawers. The cabinets were sort of like that. There just wasn't an order. I have a class called uh, Organizing with Containers, and I have a friend that is an expert on how do you choose the right containers? How do you make your pantry look like Pinterest? How do you put those bamboo dividers in your kitchen drawer for your silverware instead of just going and buying one? How do you do all of them so they look great? So we started there. That was good. Then we went to the master bedroom and found that she had the homeschooling stuff in there. And I'm like, why is this in your restful master bedroom? And well, the kids were coming home, so it needed to be put somewhere. So it was put there. And I'm like, no, it needs to come out of there. So we, then she showed me the closet and it was sort of like a cyclone had hit it. And I thought this person worked at Talbot's. Hmm. So it started to have her go through it. When she saw what it could look like from the, cause I always use before and after pictures in all my teaching. That way when 
women, men see this is what it could like, this is what it was before, this is what it is now, they go, oh, okay, I can do that. And I teach them how to do it. So then that became, the floor was clear. The floor was mm -hmm. not clear before. There were prom dresses hanging in there. Nobody went to prom for the last many years. And so I got those put away and then moved on and we've been going through the house and it has taken quite a while. It did not happen in the seven weeks. It took more months than that. But now those kids are getting married and they're gonna be coming home. And when the, <laughs> the girlfriend's coming, she and I just scrambled to do the guest room. And then I'm like, no, you're not moving it to the empty bedroom of one of the other kids. And so instead of just shuffling all of it, she's actually going through it. And she's like, I, I need to get this done this year. And I'm like, okay. But then she would show more and more. So now we're in uh, a longer time period, but the deadlines are there. The holidays, the, the um, children are coming with the dates, with the fiancés. And it's like, we're gonna do this. We're not gonna move it to other bedrooms. And she is just gonna take off she's probably going to run Talbots after this, you know, <laughs> because when you get your home space organized, it includes a lot of paperwork. And I always say, if you can manage your home and for moms with businesses, I say, if you can manage your, when your kids are in preschool up till when they go to school, if you can manage your home and you can manage the kids, you could manage any company because that is the hardest time in a woman's life. And I have seen it as I work with moms like you are with little ones. Yeah, I'm there. I mean, I have a almost four-year-old and an almost two-year-old and I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just never ending laundry, kitchen, kids' toys. And when you can get on top of that, you go, watch out Bill Gates. I'm coming up. Seriously. Like I've had my business for 15 years, but it's like the last three and a half. It's like, it's been a lot more, you know, it's like my business could be a lot bigger now. You know, So, so. well, we talk about success stories. Um, you can look on the website, uh, look at fresh start. You're going to see every week before and after pictures and, um, on my social media as well, people look at it and go, did Marsha go do this? And I'm like, no, I don't go in and do it anymore. Um, I coach people to do it. And this is so true, Christy. One lady said, before when I had a professional organizer, my space changed. They came in and changed it. But when I coached with you, she said, not only did my space change, she said, but I changed. I said, that's my goal of changing, of coaching is to change the person so they can have the tools and they move forward. And we both know the time that to release them. And I say, this is graduation week. You're done. You got it. You can, you can do anything now because you have mastered that level of getting organized. And now you have the tools to move forward to anything you want in life. I love it. Yeah. That mastery is important. It's important to feel empowered and it's great when you can, you can do it yourself and you can feel like you can actually maintain it. Yes. Yes. So what is your website? And then after you give us that, could you leave us with some final inspiration? 
Yes, yes. I am at organizingpro.com, organizingpro.com. That's all you have to look for. And on there, you will find things on the free page. I put uh, 10 tips to save time and increase your bottom line. So if you're a business person, you want to get that right away. And if you are looking for self-improvement, there are 10 tips to improve your daily life and get that. Both of them are one page, print it, post it. Okay, you can put it on your refrigerator or your bathroom mirror and uh, just start checking them off as you get them done and say, I got that, I got that. Okay, here we go. And on the website, it'll tell you what the current classes are and certainly on the contact page, contact me for one-on-one coaching and nobody will see your pictures and we will make you a dramatic, amazing success. <laughs> right. That's yes. And the time tracker, is that on the free page too? Or can I will, we get a link? Yes, it is okay. there. You can read the article. It will make you chuckle. You'll say, what was that person thinking? And go, oh yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that's me. Oh, now I can do it correctly. So there you go. It's all colored and everything. I love colored time trackers. That's great. So to leave you with inspiration, I would say start with what's bothering you the most, okay? If you're a perfectionist, don't go back to where you're almost perfect. Go back to what would be embarrassing if somebody saw, what would increase your bottom line for your business, change the habits, clear your desk. I would say if you had two places, clear your closet, clear your desk. It's amazing what it'll do because it will clear your mind. And when you have uncluttered space, you will think clearer. And my final quote, the faster the pace of your life, the more organized you need to be. You can do it. I know you can do it. That's what I always have my people at the end of a class. I say, here's the question. You know the answer. They're my four favorite words. Can you promise to make your bed every day going forward or whatever the question is? And they go, I can do that. And I'm on it. So, uh, yep, I can do that are my four favorite words. And we added, I'm on it because one man answered his wife when she said, could you move the ta- this small table to the basement? He said, yeah, I can. And he kept watching the football game. She said, nope. And that's when we added what my virtual assistant says when I give her a task, she says, I'm on it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you just feel like, okay, I got help. It's going to get done. I can do it. And I'm on it, everybody. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like, comment, and or review. Every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.